After a slew of postponements, domestic hostilities resumed in the Vodacom United Rugby Championship when the DHL Stormers hosted the Emirates Lions at the Cape Town Stadium, where 2,000 spectators were permitted to be in the stands. The Stormers' last outing was a 24-10 win over the Dragons seven weeks ago, and John Dobson had kept faith in the squad that won in Newport. The Lions went down to Ulster on the same day and were looking for their second win as well. Edwell van Merwe debuted on the wing a month after leaving the Stormers, and Sibella Sonata stepped into his spot on the Stormers' wing. After a somewhat scrappy first 10 minutes, the Lions broke the shackles with a quick ruck ball. Vincent Chatuka's bullocking run straightened the line, and the eighth man, Frankie Horn, ran on to dot down under the crossbar. Fly half Fred Zilliger added three to the score for the Lions for the long range penalty. Both teams lost players to yellow cards midway Thank through you. the first half. Salman Murat for the Stormers for a tip tackle, and a short while later, Willem Alberts joined him for the Lions for a shoulder charge. Sinatra drew first blood in his initial meeting with Van der Merwe, who found an illegal way to try and hold the Stormers flyer back. And the Lions were down to 13 players. With their numbers back to 15, the Stormers struck decisively. Nietling Fushi's excellent offload and good hands by Stefan Ungara saw the scrum half in the clear and he dotted down. It was 10-7. Minutes later, the Stormers were on the move again. And Fashir was in the right place at the right time to make the crucial final pass. Sinatra sprinting away for the try to put the Stormers 12-10 up. A late first-half penalty by Zillinger gave the Lions a 13-12 lead at half-time. And they added to that with a superb score four minutes into the second half. After good recycling, Wandili Similani's quick feet and timely pass sent Andre Warner away to score a second try for the Lions. It was 20-12. The Lions were playing with pace and flair, and good line-out ball put Berger Udendal on the attack. The centre cut a gaping hole in the Stormers' defence. The impressive Chituka ran on to the ball and the visitors scored their third try to put them 15 points clear at 27-12. There was an emotional welcome from players and fans alike in the second half of veteran Yanni Duplessis, who returned to action off the bench two weeks after losing his son in a tragic drowning accident. In the final five minutes, the Stormers laid siege to the Lions' line and were eventually rewarded when replacement hooker Andre Huchefenta muscled his way over for a try. But the Lions were the sharper team. On an unseasonably cool summer's day, they brought the heat to the Cape and blew the Stormers away with a bonus point try in the closing minutes. Close out the match 37-19 at the final whistle. Convincing wins for the South Sea Sharks, Edinburgh and Leinster to open the weekend's United Rugby Championship fixtures, while the Emirates Lions and the Glasgow Warriors continued the high-scoring affairs in their outings. Leinster tops the log by a single point over Edinburgh, while Ulster find themselves four points off the pace in third. At the other end, the Emirates Lions move into 10th following their win over the DHL Stormers, who remain in 14th, two points clear of the Vodacom Bulls. Lewis Hamilton headed into the qualifying session for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix with a possible grid penalty waved off following an investigation by track stewards after the final practice session. All drivers were eager to get their sessions underway as 18 of the 20 cars took to the track immediately, all on soft tyres, with Max Verstappen setting the early pace ahead of Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz. Lewis Hamilton in full swing continued the qualifying session where he left off in practice as he went fastest by nearly two tenths of a second over Verstappen. The to and fro continued throughout the first session with Bottas also claiming top spot, albeit for a short period before Sergio Perez produced a strong finish to top the time sheets heading into Q2. 
Verstappen took control of the second session ahead of Bottas and Hamilton as they seemed to battle on the medium tyres in the session. The Red Bulls of Verstappen and Perez claiming the top two slots on the timesheets, while the chequered flag brought an end to Kimi Raikkonen, Daniel Ricciardo, Fernando Alonso, George Russell and Carlos Sainz's challenge for pole. The deal for the top spot intensified in the final session as Hamilton produced a superb outlap to top Bottas by a tenth of a second. However, Verstappen managed to better Hamilton's time through every sector of the circuit to reclaim the top spot by more than three-tenths of a second. A final push by Hamilton to claim back-to-back -back poles for the first time this season produced the needed results as he again leapfrogged to the top of the sheets following a great drive before the end of the session. Verstappen remained on the circuit though and produced a superb final lap topping Hamilton's time through various sectors before disaster struck the championship leader, thus handing Hamilton the pole position in Saudi Arabia. Whoever you're cheering for in this epic season, your heart has to go out to Max Verstappen at this moment because that was a stunning lap right up until this moment, Martin Brundle. Yeah, he's taken a lot of speed in. The cars, we can't really see the apex, but he picked up the throttle and just oversteered into the wall. Now we're going to see a better angle of it. So obviously you swing in from the far right. No, it, no he locked the front wheel, look, and he just he got frustrated. He locked his front wheel on the way in, so that walks the car. A tyre that is not rotating doesn't give you the right amount of grip. And then in a frustration, he still hit the throttle and banged both parts of the suspension. He's got a broken wishbone as well at the back there. It's all systems go for the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. You can follow action live from Jenner on your World of Champions. History beckoned for Oscar Piastri in Saudi Arabia as the Australian could seal the Formula 2 title with one round to go. The Prima Racing driver would need victory in race 1 at Jeddah Kunish circuit to take another step towards completing a career hat-trick of titles. History was already rewritten by the 20-year-old after he took points for qualifying fastest for a fourth straight round. He would start from 10th as a result of the reverse grid. Liam Lawson started from the front with Marcus Armstrong tucked in behind. Soon after the lights went out, the narrow street circuit claimed its first victims needing the safety car to be deployed. Upon restart, the two at the top of the championship collided. Formula One-bound Guan Yu Zhou came off worst with a damaged front wing as his championship chances were damaged with it, relegated to the back of the pack. Luckily for the Chinese driver, Piastri did not extend his lead in the standings, finishing just outside the points in ninth. Theo Porsche, one of the drivers with an outside chance of winning the title, found the wall too as the safety car was released from the pits once more with only a few laps to go. While the championship contenders battled behind them, a duel between Armstrong and Lawson unfolded for the remaining laps. Armstrong prevailed as the 10th different race winner of the season.
Moving day at the PGA Tours Hero World Challenge brought with it stunning weather to couple the beauty of the Bahamas as the players aim to get themselves into contention ahead of the final 18 holes. Four times major champion Rory McIlroy found the going tough though as he started with a bogey five on the first before disaster struck on the 11th as he carded a quadruple bogey that ultimately contributed to his three over par round for the day. Despite a good start, a back nine that included three bogeys and a double bogey derailed Justin Thomas's charge up the leaderboard as he had to sign for a one under par round for the day, placing him well out of contention. Terrell Hatton, who needed an amazing recovery from the water on nine, gave two shots back to the course over the last three holes, while Patrick Reed, who managed to roll in four front nine birdies, saw his putter cool down on the back nine as only one birdie could be added to a five under par round. Bryson DeChambeau failed to emulate his second round 64 with three back nine bogeys hampering a steady start to his round. Brooks Kepka managed to start the day well, rolling in three birdies in four holes. However, a double bogey five on the par three eighth broke his momentum in the round, while Tony Finau lost two strokes to par on his closing holes to Carter two under par round 70. The day belonged to Colin Morikawa though, who produced an eagle and two birdies before heading out to a back nine where the accuracy continued as he placed daylight between himself and the chasing pack in the tournament, heading into the final round. PGA Tour action continues on your World of Champions as the final round of the Hero World Challenge will come to you live on Supersport. Heavy rain interrupted the third round of the South African Open at the Kerry Player Country Club. But before then, Oliver Becker was comfortably ahead on the leaderboard when the day started in calm conditions. But the 36-hole leader did not get off to the best of starts, opening with eight straight pars before dropping a shot at the ninth to turn in 37. He dropped another shot at the par 3 13th before the heavens opened. Daniel Fantonda's hard work finally paid off when he got his breakthrough win on the European tour at the Kenya Savannah Classic back in March. He's in a search of his eighth Sunshine Tour victory. He made three birdies to turn in 33. Justin Harding got off to a flyer, also making three birdies on his outward nine. But he made a bogey on the turn, followed by three pars before play was suspended. Uh, well, basically, it's determined by safety for the players. That's paramount. That's the first principle. Whatever we do, uh, that's the first thing we think about. If it's unsafe for players, that's when we call off play. Another storm came into our area and it was clear that uh, by the time it was safe to play, uh, we were not going to finish around three before dark and it wasn't really worth just playing a hole or two and we didn't have any guarantees that it would be safe to go back out there at all today. And so at five o'clock we made the final determination to call off play for the day. Round three will have to be completed before tournament officials do the draw for the final round. 75 players made the halfway cut that came at one over par. They return to action here at Laguna Golf Phuket for day three action. The biggest move of the day came from American Dodge Kemmer. This wonderful approach to the fifth, setting up his eighth and final birdie of his third round. A 64 for Kemmer. 
Yikun Chang had the putter working early on Saturday afternoon. This lengthy putt for birdie found its target at the par 3 fourth. A 68 for the South Korean leaves him at 8 under par. Also starting Sunday on that number is Prom Misawat. This was his only birdie of his back nine. The Big Dolphin signed for a 69. It was a struggle for Chanachok Dej Piratanamonkon with two double bogeys en route to a 72. But this tee shot at the 16th, no doubt one of the highlights of his day. But one of the big moves would come from Panupon Pitayarat. The man known as Coconut finding a birdie at the penultimate hole. A 68 leaves him at 10 under par. A mark that he will share with his countryman Pachara Kong Watmai. That birdie on 17. A 69 for Pachara. Still looking for his first win on the Asian Tour. But it's Bio Kim who will take the lead into Sunday at the putter working early. A 71 sees him enjoy a one-shot lead with 18 to play. The Laguna Phuket Championship concludes on your World of Champions when the fourth and final round gets underway. Be sure not to miss out.